Welcome and thank you for joining us. Now, when I was a little kid, uh, we went to visit some family uh, where I had cousins that were quite a bit older than me. And they were just about to sit down to watch the movie Jaws and thought that it was very appropriate for myself and my sister to sit with them, join them and watch this movie. Um, what followed next scared the life out of me. The problem was I was nine years old. Uh, and as a nine-year-old, even though we may watch the movie today and go, mechanical shock, doesn't look very real. And in HD, he doesn't. But when you're nine and the picture quality is shocking, like it looks like people are really being eaten by a shark. And it scared me half to death. The effects of this was that for weeks I had nightmares. For weeks I struggled to sleep. Even worse, for years I couldn't swim in a body of water by myself. I'm surprised my mom got me into the bath. Even walking up to the toilet and just that little puddle of water there, I checked it out for quite a while to make sure nothing was coming out of it. But I was scared to death of water. For years, I could not swim in a swimming pool with a creepy crawly in it. That thing that sucks up the leaves, like it scared me in water. It reminded me of Jaws somehow. I don't know how or why, but it just did. And it's embarrassing to say, but this carried on like into my 20s. Uh, I did get over it though. I'm very grateful for it. But it was a completely irrational fear, right? Exactly, it was. It was a completely irrational fear. Why? Because I had seen a picture of a possible future that scared me to death. Was it true? Not even close. No, of course it wasn't true. But I was absolutely gripped by, pardon the pun, the jaws of fear. Uh, it sank into my heart, into my mind, and it just had a hold on me for years. And it became a hindrance in my life. As I said, I, I couldn't swim in a pool by myself, couldn't swim in a, a pool with friends with a creepy crawly. I mean, I did, but I just like swam circles around it, just stayed away from it. It was just allowing fear to grab a hold of my life and allowing it to hinder my life. And that's what fear does. Fear hampers us from growing as people. Fear hinders us from, it hampers us from, from moving forward. It hampers us from enjoying life, really. And this word hamper really describes what fear does in your life and in my life. If you go and look up the definition of the word hamper, you'll read words like obstruct, inhibit, delay, set back, slow down, hold back, interfere with, restrict, restrain, block, frustrate, bridle, handicap, cripple, hamstring, and shackle. And isn't it so true that fear shackles us to whatever we're afraid of? And as I said all those words, did I maybe just describe something in your life? 
You see, sometimes our thoughts just have their way with us. No matter how hard we try, it seems that our thoughts manage us instead of us managing our thoughts. And in order to not be gripped by the jaws of of fear, we need to, to find a way to gain some control over these toxic thoughts in our lives. Because ultimately, our thoughts determine what we say and what we do. Now, it was the prophet Isaiah who was speaking to the nation of Israel as they were going through like one of the worst times of their history and they were going through some pretty rough stuff. And during this time, I think it's safe for us to say that fear had gripped their hearts. So the prophet Isaiah speaks to them and here's what he says to them. He says, have you never heard Have you never understood the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth? He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. Essentially, what the prophet Isaiah is saying here to to the nation of Israel is don't falter God through your understanding. Because at the end of the day, there are just aspects of God that we are never going to understand this side of eternity. And who knows if we'll even understand it on the other side. He carries on. He says, He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired. And young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Now, if you grew up around church, uh, you may recognize that last part of that of that verse, uh, verse thirty-one, um, where it says they will they will. Uh, what does it say? They will soar high on wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. But you see, there's this line that comes ahead of that, that we so often miss, that we so often just kind of glance past to get to the part that we get excited about. And it's that line where Isaiah says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. And then he goes on to describe the the freedom that comes from trusting God, where he talks about a walking, where we don't faint, a, a running where we don't grow weary, And this soaring, this flying, as if on wings of an eagle. And you see, when it it comes to you and I dealing with, with 
fears in our lives, we, we ultimately have a couple of options to consider. We can either be gripped by the jaws of fear or we can be freed by the jaws of life. But what do I mean the jaws of life? I don't know if you've ever watched a, uh, watched a fire truck function at, a, at an accident scene. They have the most incredible tool that they use on scene and it's called the jaws of life. And to best describe or explain what the jaws of life do, I actually went and looked up the meaning of this word and, uh, and here's what it says. It is a hydraulic apparatus used to pry apart the wreckage of crashed vehicles in order to free people trapped inside. I get excited about that definition, so I'm going to just say it again, okay? Jaws of life is a hydraulic apparatus used to pry apart the wreckage of crashed vehicles in order to free people trapped inside. And guys and ladies, that's exactly what trusting God does in your life and in my life. That, that, that we can look at what Isaiah was saying here where he said, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. It's like those who trust in the Lord find a new lease on life. Why? Because I'm, I'm not focused on the stuff that wants to bring me down. I'm not focused on the stuff that's going wrong. No, I'm focusing on the one hope that I have in life. I'm focusing on trusting God with everything inside of me. And it's like he comes and he pries apart the, the, the wreckage of my life. And he frees me from my fears. And he frees all of those trapped in that same fear. Because here's something I know about you and something I know about me, is that when there's wreckage in my life, it doesn't just affect me, it also affects everyone who's closest to me. The wreckage of your life doesn't just affect you, it also affects all those closest to you. And as we trust God, as we trust God, it's like God uses our trust in him as jaws of life that pry apart the wreckage of our lives and free us and all the people trapped inside. And it's in that moment that we will walk, that we will run, that we will soar, that we will find that freedom that is only found in entrusting our lives to God. Now, if you and I are honest, this is the type of future that we long for. That what we've just described, that freedom, that, that, that walking, that running, that flying. It's the, it's the life, the future that we long for. What we're talking about is, is that our lives will, be, will not be marked by, by the, the, the setback 
as we're shackled to our fear, as we spoke about the definition of the word hinder earlier on. But that ultimately, that our future will be marked by this kind of freedom. Now, when it comes to fear, there are essentially two main areas where people fear for the future. As I've dealt with folks over the years, I can kind of draw them back to these two places. That there's the fear of the future when it comes to family, and there's a fear of the future when it comes to finance. And when it comes to that fear of the future regarding family, uh, maybe you're in a place where your parents are, are a little older now, where you're sitting with aging parents and, and you're concerned about their health, you, the, the, the future of their health. You, you're concerned about the, the future of their income. You know, have they put enough away to, to be able to live off it for the years to come? Are they going to have to move in with you? What does that future look like with regards to your aging parents? Or maybe you're in a space where you've got teenagers, where your kids are teenagers in the home right now, and you've got, you got, you got fear around their future. You know, are they going to make good decisions? You know, are they going to go on to study? What are they going to study? Aren't they going to study? Um, even if they study, is there a future for them in the country that you live in? What does that future look like for them? Maybe you're younger. Maybe right now you're looking at everything that's going on around you at mom and dad's work and everything surrounding COVID and all that. And you thinking to yourself, man, is a mom and dad going to have jobs by the time this is done? Are they going to be able to provide for us as a family, look after us? And maybe you're a bit older. Maybe you're, you're in your end of your high school career, starting your studies. Maybe when it comes to your, your fears surrounding future family, it's, it's really just that future family, like a future spouse. Um, uh, the, the future of kids, like what does that look like in, in your life? And I can't help but in that moment just come back to what the prophet Isaiah is saying to us here, where he just says to you and to me that the Lord is the everlasting God. The Lord is the everlasting God. The same way that he, that he, he cared for the nation of Israel, he'll care for you and for me. The, the same way that he, that he, he looked after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, multiple generations. So he will take care of your aging parents. So he will take care of you. So he will take care of your teenage kids as you entrust them to him. He goes on to say, and he never grows weak. He never grows weary. And you may feel like in the moment it's just too much to carry. Well, the truth is, he doesn't stop there. He says, he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Those moments where you're feeling weak, where, where doubts wanting to set in and creep in, where, where you feel like, I can't carry this, I'm just not strong enough. Hey, he gives power to the weak. 
and strength to the powerless. Trust him. The bottom line, guys and ladies, when it comes to the future, you can have faith or you can have control, but you cannot have both. And when it comes to your family, my encouragement to you today is to partner with God. Partner with God and trust Him for peace when it comes to the future of your family. The other area that we, that we struggle with with regards to fear around the future is when it comes to our finances, when it comes to our income, our money. Now, placing our hope in money and possessions is actually quite easy for us to do. <laughs> While trusting in God's provision over our lives is far more challenging. Why, why can I say that or why do I say that? Well, the truth is that we can see and we can feel money. And as a result, we can somehow feel comfortable. <laughs> but you see, you guys and ladies, the, the peace that money and possessions provides is temporary. If you think that I'm, I'm full of it, uh, just for a minute, stop and think a couple of weeks back. Remember when your social media crashed and somehow you could not on either Facebook or Instagram um, take a selfie of your lunch and let people know what you were having for lunch. Remember that moment? <laughs> Well, I remember when I couldn't get any of my WhatsApps out or, or, or receive any WhatsApp. And, and we were all, what? Very frustrated, right? We were real frustrated. Well, I can't help but think of Mr. Mark Zuckerberg, the guy who owns all these platforms. You see, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp was down for, for seven hours on that day. And in those seven hours... Mr. Zuckerberg lost six billion US dollars of his own personal finances. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what it's like to lose six billion dollars in seven hours. I don't know what it looks to, like to lose six million but I can very well imagine that that would have been an exceptionally stressful time. You see, placing our hope in something that can be gone tomorrow will always set us up for disappointment. When it comes to your finances and the future of your finances, my encouragement to you is to partner with God and to trust God for His provision. Partner with God and trust Him for His provision. What do I mean by that? There's a difference between faith and foolishness. I, I want to encourage you, if you don't have a budget, get one and then stick to it. You see, I can't just spend recklessly and call it faith. 
I can't spend recklessly and say, oh, it's okay, God will provide. That's not faith. That's foolishness. No, I need to, to partner with God in being a good steward, a, a good caretaker of what he's given me in my life. I've got to get a budget and I've got to stick to it. Right now, I've got a five-year-old son who we're busy teaching about finances. We're teaching him about pocket money and how to work with money. And we're teaching him a principle that we live our lives by. Three things when it comes to money. Give, save, and live. Give, save, and live. So the moment he gets money in, sit down with him. Go, okay, boy, you got X amount in. What we're going to do now is we got three jars. In jar number one, called give, we're going to put 10%. In jar number two, that is called save, we're going to put 10%. And in the love jar, we're going to put the rest. So whenever you get money in, first 10% you give, the second 10% you save, and you love on the rest. And as I'm teaching that to my son, I'm teaching him that because I've seen how it has worked in my own personal life and in my family up until now. Maybe you need to come and, 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 and apply the same principles of give, save, and love. That maybe for you, you're going, man, 10% is a lot. I'm teaching my son 10% because quite honestly, I think it's a really good place for him to start. In your life, 10% might be a bit of a stretch right now. Find a figure, find a percentage and stick to it for now and let that grow over time. Give, temp, give a percentage <laughs> and then give the same percentage and then love on the rest and let the giving and the saving percentages grow over time give save love it's partnering with god when it comes to your finances in every area of our lives guys and ladies god invites you and me to partner with him when it comes to the future of my family he invites me to partner with him. When it comes to the, the future of my finances, he invites me to partner with him. How can I say that? Well, the apostle Paul wrote it to the church in Corinth when he said this. He said, God will do this for he is faithful to do what he says. And he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. When it comes to your family, Partner with God. Trust God for His peace whenever you think about your family. May there be a peace that rests over you and over your family as you partner with God. When it comes to your finances, partner with God. Trust God for His provision. Make sure that His your source. That your source isn't coming from another place. That your trust and your hope isn't placed in anything else when it comes to your finances. 
Guys and ladies, when it comes to your family and when it comes to your finances, God will never force himself on you. He'll never force himself into those spaces. He's a gentleman. He won't go where he's not invited. If you're struggling surrounding fear when it comes to your family and struggling with regards to fear when it comes to your finances, maybe it's time to invite God in to those areas. And maybe that's your next step today. Maybe that's your next step today. I don't know. Maybe you're caught in the, in the jaws of fear. My prayer for you is that you will have the freedom that is found in the jaws of life. Found in trusting God in every area of your life. Found in inviting Him in to those spaces. Found in responding to His invitation to partner with Him. When it comes to your family, when it comes to your finances. And right now, I'm going to have a prayer pop up on screen that I'd love to pray with you. But as this prayer pops up on screen, I want to encourage you to take a screenshot of it and to, to, to just put it somewhere, put it in your photos, put it someplace where you can find it. That if this has really spoken to you today, if this has hit home for you today, and you find yourself in a place where you're needing to trust God in these areas, then I'm going to ask you that every day when when that fear wants to creep in, when that doubt wants to creep in, that you come back to that prayer. And that you just sit and pray it with God. Can I pray for you? Lord, when my faith is weak, I'll trust in you. You are faithful and constant. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. I may grow tired and weary. I might even stumble and fall. But I will hope in you. And my strength will be renewed. For you give strength to the weary and increase the power of the weak. I surrender the future to you. My faith and my finances. Thank you for your peace and your provision as I accept your invitation to partner with you as I place my trust in you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. If you prayed that prayer, if you need to reach out to someone, if you need some help with regards to fear around family or finances, please reach out to us on our social media platforms or on our website. We'd love to connect with you. We trust that you have a great week. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Cheers.
If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.